Alrighty, podcast world, we are back with another Big Hunt Guys podcast. Got myself, Brady Miller, here, and special guest. I consider you a really good friend, too. So, friend. Well, yeah, absolutely. I got Mr. Cody Nelson himself. <laughs> this is, I don't, this is a little overdue. I know. We've been trying we've to been do trying. this. We've been trying. We've been trying to do this for a long, I mean, long time. we haven't, you know, not. Our ske- it's kind of hard for our schedules to mesh well, to get you over here. You're Mr. Jet Setter. And I'm kind of always gone a lot, so. I know. But we're finally here. You. Finally got the optics guru himself. How do you <laughs> like that title that Jay Scott always gives you? Optic guru? You know, it's funny because it, I don't know, it started a long time ago. Um, and he would always ask questions or what, you know, we, I mean, we would always be doing stuff. And I don't know, it's just, it's kind of just stuck over the years. Because the guy you can just call up, pick brains well, about optics. I mean, and yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he would always describe me to somebody else, you know, at wherever I was working at the time, and say, "Oh, you know, go t- go see my guy. He's, you know, he's the guru. Like, you know, whatever." So, I, I don't know. It just kind of stuck. I mean, but I have fun with it, and people seem to have fun with it. And can, can I get a shirt made that says "Optics Guru" <laughs> and then Cody Nelson? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to put one of those out there. I guess. But yeah, because I, uh, I like it as well. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, if I, look, I mean, my whole thing is, is that anything to do with optics, I love. Yeah. So what, what really excites you when it comes to optics? Is it helping people with optics? Like, did you just love glassing back in the day and you're just like, you started falling into this or? I, you know, to be perfectly honest with it, like, I, I mean, I remember, I mean, I've always been around binoculars. I mean, I don't care if it was riding around in the truck with my dad when I was, you know, three years old and watching him do it, or I always thought it was just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we would, you know, and I, I always thought the, um, like when I was a kid, like, you know, you'd hear it like 10 or 12 years old, and, and my dad would say, yeah, we were glassing some bucks, you know, or yep. what, whatever he would say, you know, you know, we were glassing all day or you know, I just didn't see whatever it was. And it, it just always kind of stuck me. I always kind of thought that was a, like a cool thing to do. And, um, you know, I remember uh, it probably really set in like on the first uh, coos deer hunt I ever went on. And I, and I went with a, a really good friend of the family, Marvin Smith, uh, you know, and, and he and my dad used to coach football together back in the day. And, and, uh, and Marv, you know, he took me out. And I mean, I, I remember it was raining and, you know, he had this little tripod and everything. It was kind of, I'm looking at him like, what's he doing? You know, like, yeah, yeah. like, this is so cool. Like, and he, and, and we did, we, you know, we found bucks that day and, but I had a horrible time finding them. And and everything I did was was laborious at best to to try to figure out like you know what, what animal he was looking at. I mean, it, it wasn't overly distant. Um, it, it just was just where that deer lived. It was just hard to see. And and yeah. I had a I had borrowed. I can't remember. I, I had borrowed on that hunt. I I was carrying a set of like Balshalom. I can't remember. They, those, they might, those, have, they might have been elites on that hunt, but my, but my mom, you know, it was kind of a, a gift, if you will, a birthday gift or whatever. And this was a December hunt, and and um, and uh, and then I had a, a, a little pair of I borrowed a pair of little nine by twenty five loophole binoculars that were like the green. Oh yeah, yeah. And even back then, like even on a compact set of binoculars, like I, I was like, man, these are like this glass is so much better than that glass, and and it never even dawned on me, you know. And then I tried to figure out, 
like I got myself a little a little tripod, you know. The, it was a little Coleman tripod. It was like a pound. Oh yeah. You know, super wobbly. The legs didn't, you know, articulate or mm-hmm. anything. But um, I was trying to figure out how to. I used to drape just on a little tiny ball head. I would, oh, just try to put I, them on I there. I would just try to drape them over, and you know, th- I mean, th- we didn't have mounts. Yeah. Those things. I mean, they were just so few and far in between, and the machining side of things hadn't even come close to getting started yet. So, so how how far do you think optics have have came? And since you started glassing way back in the day till now, are we spoiled? Oh, a hundred percent. Just absolutely spoiled yeah. right now. Because, and I don't think like I mean, look, the good glass, the good glass. I think there was a definitive time, and I just remember late '90s when things just exploded, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like when Swarovski really hit the big scene and. I can remember, um, you know, I was helping uh, Jay, and and we were doing a hunt, and I, I remember scouting, and I remember I made the kind of the observation at the end of the day. I said, hey, did you guys, like, think about all the people that we saw scouting today? And back then, when I say saw all the people, I mean, I'm talking like a handful, right? Yeah. You know, it was, it was Unit 10. There was, there was hardly, I mean, nobody was doing it. I could sit on, on a glassing point for days and not see anybody else. Um, that's just not the case now, but, but I remember that day, everybody that we'd seen that was scouting, everybody either had a pair of 10 to 42 Zeiss, or they had a pair of 15, I'm sorry, 10 to 42, um, uh, SLCs, or they had, um, like a pair of 10 to 40, like everything we saw was of high quality binos. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember that being a fairly distinctive point, like, man, things have really changed. And uh, so, yeah, so that, I mean, that was kind of the, um, that, that, that I just remember like 2000, you know, that's, that's when I felt it. I could notice it that like everybody you saw had, had big glass Mm -hmm. at that time. Do you feel it was advantageous to growing up in Arizona to become like more proficient glasser, hunting coos deer and all that stuff? A hundred percent. You know, that, that's all traced. And I say traced. I, I, I'm sure somebody could do a history of it, and and there's been a few people around that certainly could probably tell it better than I. But um, I used to hear the stories because my dad uh, used to be a principal in San Manuel, and San Manuel, you know, that's right at the the you know, foothills of the 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 uh, Santa Catalinas and the Galeros, and both of those are that's like. The mecca. I mean, the, 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 I mean, that's literally the heart of coos deer country in yep. Arizona. So, um, I remember distinctly my dad traveling down to Jensen's, you know, in Tucson, and he was talking to an older guy that said, "You need to, you know, if you're glassing, if you can't use this, and it was a 1560s ice, by the way. Yep. And back in that day, I think they were like 1,500 bucks, and then." Uh, and, and, and so he said, if you can't use this, you got to have a set of 1050 customs, Bushnell customs. And that at the time, I think that's what all the game and fish guys were given. So there was like this, and and it was just this thing that all those guys, you know, ton of there, there's so much history around glassing like that from tripod. I mean, I, I remember, um, reading articles, uh, with Craig Boddington and Warner Glenn mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, Dwayne Adams. And I remember a very distinct picture of Dwayne Adams, and he was super young at the time, and he was probably a new guide at the time, um, where he was sitting up on a, like a rock perch. 
and he had this, I mean, just this crappy old little tripod, but he had these giant 1560s ice on there. And I, I mean, I was in, I was sold. I was, I mean, like, I've got to do this. And, and that's, that passion started from that. And, and so, you know, you use the 10 to 50 customs and then uh, I found an, a pair of Ossianas that my dad had, had got that were uh, basically the East German, West German, you know, mm-hmm. difference there of 1560s. I mean, they didn't have the same coatings, but the, the interiors, you know, the, it was basically the same glass. Um, so I, I, we, I wound up getting a pair of, of, you know, they were, most people don't know what Ossiania is, but it, that became Dr. Optics. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, um, you know, that whole part of it. So like, I, it's just, you just get immersed into it and, and you could just see, I mean, there was times where people would like, you'd, you'd be sitting on a switchback or, you know, looking off into some canyon or whatever. And people go, Oh, you know, what are you looking at? I mean, there's like puzzled, like, what yeah. are you doing? And they'd sit down with you, and I'd just kind of lean back from the binos and let them look. And they were like, oh. Glassing like, up a tripod like, a game changer. Like, this is, this is completely different. Like, yeah. I can't believe you can do that. And, um, I mean, I, I, there's, there's been a handful of those moments over the years. But, uh, you know, I, there was a day, first time I ever looked through a pair of 1560s ice. I was coming out of the backcountry. My dad and I backpacked in, you know, just carrying too much stuff and craziness and, and having a great time with it. And and, uh, and we'd seen deer. just didn't, you know, find anything that, you know, we wanted to shoot and whatever. But um, we'd come off the, the, the ridge, and and we, we had to hook back onto a road, and it kind of looped us back. You know, we'd made this big, giant circle and spent the night in a couple different places, and and we were looping back. Well, there was a, a horrible rainstorm coming in that we, we kind of knew about, but um, we didn't know how bad it was going to be, and it, 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 it was torrential. It, it was oh, glad we got out when we did. But we come around a corner, and we'd come off the trail and got onto the, the you know, the, the service road, and we were hiking around, and, and down way at the bottom was a was an old blazer, and uh, and um, I, I remember distinctly because we ran into that guy in several different places and, and, and over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, I think he was from Superior Globe, and uh, his name was Fonso, and he had a big old red beard on him, and just you know super cool dude. It was always nice to us, always polite. There was none of this like what are you doing in my spot kind of stuff, yeah, and. Yeah. And we just always laughed that we, I mean, we just kind of wound up in the same places all the time. But I, I remember when we were coming around the corner and he wasn't even using them on a tripod. He was laid off across the top of his truck, you know? Huh. And I could see from where we were at, I'm like, man, what is he using? That's like a big pair of binoculars. Yep. And so we got all the way down there and he was just as nice as can be, ended up giving us a ride back to our truck. <laughs> there you go. But in, in, the, in, the, in the trade-off of that, I was like, uh, excuse me, sir, can I? may I just take a peek through those? Yeah. And, you know, I look through them and again, it's like one of those moments, like, aha, like you I'm just remember hooked. forever. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll never forget that. And, um, that's still one of my favorite pair of binoculars today. Just the portal prism binocular is, it's superior at moving light. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it, it you know, I just wish we could take today's glass and if people would accept it, you know, do portal prism and, Man, I, I just, they would be incredibly, I mean, I, I just think they'd be incredible. Do you, do you wish, or maybe do you have like a collection of super old optics at your house that you just like um, have sitting there or maybe you sold some of yours? Like, dang, I wish I kind of had that thing now just to remember the good old days or. I mean, I've got some, I've got some stuff hanging around, yeah. you know, and 
some of it was with my dad and you know my brother's got some stuff too and but i mean we don't have a ton of it i mean you know it's not like collector stuff yeah, but exactly. i've got a couple pieces that are cool huh. that you know i mean my kids could go out and use them today and, and be f- way farther ahead than what what i was yeah you know um but yeah so I, I, brady when when all that's i just love getting behind glass i love spending i know there's something about spending the time mm-hmm. you know that's that solitude that you can watch nature quiet, be nature and you know just I, I try to turn the phone off and and enjoy what we're doing and yep. um but i think the biggest reward is in, in the in the, the drive now without a doubt it's that text that you get when a guy regardless of whether he's upgraded his optics or whether he's a new hunter that didn't have a clue what he was doing or whatever, um, that you've just kind of helped get into that. What, you know, my, you know, I've always, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that I, I, I think maybe I invented the wording, but I certainly didn't invent glass in our tripod, but you know, get good glass. Yep. I don't, and I don't care if that's, you know, upgrading from the blister pack at Walmart to, you know, I don't care if it's a hundred dollars or two hundred or five, whatever that upgrade is, putting it on a tripod and and be methodical and slow down, you know, and 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 and, and some of those things are debatable, but um, but just in general, if you'll do those three things, mm-hmm. I promise that you'll see more game. Yep, I know. So come in complete game changer for me as well because like you sit there back in the day and you think you're glassing really effectively you're glassing up your knees if your elbows perched up or you're just got done hiking and you sit down really quickly and you start glassing you can start feeling your heartbeat or your breathing bounce it up and oh, down. oh a- absolutely and then you throw those suckers on a tripod oh my god well and it's and really the the thing that you're you're well i mean it, it has i mean it's a it's a force multiplier it's a exponentially creates it takes the effect, like just say for instance, if you only have a 10, so what? Mm-hmm. If you put it on a tripod, it, it, it expon- exponentially magnifies what your effective range yep. is. So, wh- I mean, why not? Because I think you're more focused, dude. A hundred percent you are. You're dialed on the task well, it, at hand and you're not it, worried about stabilization at that point, And you can literally it, just lock in that spot and look for animals or start panning around. It comes down to eye fatigue and people don't think of their eyes is constantly work your eyes are constantly working you know to light and and the images that you're seeing and and you know if you do that all day and you're and you're not having the the optics steady well no wonder why you want to you know put visine in them and take a yeah, exactly. you know or drink drink a beer and hang out yep. like just relax or just, somehow just close the eyes for a while but um yeah i mean i i i think that's the biggest thing was is that i learned I, I don't know when it was, I guess, but there was just something about having somebody, you know, walk back in the door and go, Hey man, like you changed my, my whole like hunting experience. Like I didn't know what that felt like. Yeah. That's super rewarding. And, and ha- like, cause I don't know, I've been that guy that's gone walking everywhere and then gone, Oh man, we didn't see a deer today or whatever. Yeah. And, and you think to yourself, man, if you can let people see more and have more, I mean, think about all the kids that 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 get to like hang out and, and glass with their dads now. And mm-hmm. and I mean, I've known all kinds of different kids that have just like taken it to it really, really well. 
Mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, they're better glassers than we are. Oh, yeah. They're those young eyes that we don't oh, have anymore. Oh, man. My, my kids got eagle. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're super, super talented. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, it's just that whole thing of, of giving somebody that experience. And I don't think that changes for me. I don't care whether it's 30 years ago, you know, the first time I, I laid, you know, eyes on a really good Kuzbach or, or rather it's a spike or rather, you know, it was last year on a hunt. I still get excited. Mm-hmm. Like what, oh, you know, like, I mean, you're, you're hitting each other like, Hey, I got one right here. Like what? I just, I, I just never, every single time it's the same excitement. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's the best. And, and so Brady and short, that's really, I, I just get off on helping people. Yeah. That's what I've always you liked know, about you. Cause I've, I've known you for a long time, even before we started working at Go Hunt here. And one thing I've always appreciated is I can literally pick up the phone, text you, call you, and you instantly respond and answer questions. But you answer them in a way that's very understandable. You break things down very easily and you don't, you know, you don't give me a BS answer. You give me straight talk truth of what you're thinking at that time or what basically my experience. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I really appreciate you saying that. And it, I, I'm just trying to listen to people and what they what they're doing. Yep. Because some people just need to be turned in just a slightly different direction and mm-hmm. and go and they're doing great. And other people, you know, quite unfrankly, you know, some guys are just intimidated by the whole thing and they don't have a clue. And so I just try to listen to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like if you get a customer who calls you up and it's like, hey, I'm going out west and I need a pair of binos. I don't know where to start. Like, how do you kind of break that down for that person on the phone to kind of give them their best choice? Or do you kind of try to weigh out, like, where do you hunt normally? What's your hunting style? Do you want to cross over a piece of optic if you're using both places or you just want? Well, I think that, again, it's about slowing that process down and going, okay, so are you a guy that's just coming out once? Or is this going to be a yearly thing? Mm-hmm. Or you get, I mean, like so many of us, we get captivated by it and that happens all the time. But or or are you a guy that literally maybe more sits in his tree stand, you know, September, October, you know, whatever the deer seasons are, and and then he's just going to go out once once or twice. Well, if a guy tells me that, and he he really needs the eights most of the time, let's say because the eights have a wider field of view, easier to handhold, da 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 da. Well, he can take those eights and put them on a tripod and effectively glass better, longer, farther than he would with his handheld, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's just about like, okay, well, okay, if you, if you can't, if you can't spend that money or you're not trying to spend that money or whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to just be more effective, mm-hmm. get a tripod. Yeah. You know, mount your binos, your binos on a tripod and figure that out. So there's, there's a whole ways to go about doing that. And it's, again, it, to me, it's just about listening. It's less about ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it, to me, it's just. It, it's just trying to figure out that equation, how to solve it for that person. Yep. And and maybe that's what I do is that I, I just take each one of those guys to heart and go, okay, if, I mean, there's things that I don't know about that I go ask people's expertise yep. and this is how I like to get information. So I just, I, I try to do that with them. Yeah, that's, that's good. So obviously we're going to dive into a ton of optics questions because I got the man here. Yeah, so I, I knew you were going to do something. This is going to be a full podcast what. full of exciting optics stuff. Um, I just want to let people know too right now because we're going to talk about some optics and gear. So we want to try to get the best gear in your guys' hands. So if you guys want to sign up right now for Insider 
or Explorer. We have a special little promo code going on, promo code podcast. What that's going to do, sign up for Insider. You're going to get 50 points back to the Gohan Gear Shop. So that's $50 you can use in Gohan Gear. So what's great about that too is like guys can start saving up these points when they buy things. You could buy a backpack, you buy a pair of optics, you'll see a points thing next to it. Those points are points back in the gear store. And one point equals $1. So guys can start saving up their money by buying other gear, buying just food or boots. And all of a sudden, you know, save up money for some optics, save up money for some tripods. So use promo code podcast for Insider. You get 50 points back. You just want our Maps Only Membership Explorer. Use promo code podcast. You get 20 points back to the going gear shop. So we're all about getting the best, best research tools, map tools in your hands, and then giving you a kickback in the gear shop. Because a lot of times, like we're talking about right now, having some certain pieces of gear is going to benefit you on a hunt, whether it's, whether it's optics, whether it's boots, whether it's anything. And just even just picking up the phone, talking to Cody and picking his brain about, you know, tripods, binos, spotters. And I'm sure you get a ton of questions all the time. What do you, th- what do you think is the, the most common question you probably get overall? I, it's probably the, you know, hey, I'm, I'm out east, heading west. Yep, you get that a lot. What to do and uh-huh. and. I think that's probably the most common. The, the The other common one is, is hey, you know, I've had these binos for a long time. It's time I upgrade. Okay. So between those two, it really, quite frankly, is 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 that, you know. And then you know, you've got rifle scopes in there too. But I, I will tell you that, well, in my opinion, I, I think the it's not a mistake it's just not knowing or maybe you know you're just not involved with it as as much as we are but the idea that somebody has to have a spotting scope Mm -hmm. to come west is it's ridiculous yeah so would you say and and again i'm not making fun of anybody but i get that question so much that if if when when they when they don't use I, because we use I use a spotting scope maybe ten percent yeah, I mean tops I mean the, 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 we just don't use them that much I'm using it to validate verify yeah. like is it a deer is it not a deer is it a buck is it not a buck mm-hmm. whatever you use it for it's st- I'm still only using it a case I don't spotter is a miss i don't use it to quote unquote spot game i use it to validate and verify for me yep you might have a buck better than a patch of trees or shade is that a stick is that an antler trying to pick that pick that up and so you think a guy would maybe better spent when he has that discussion with you like should i put my money into spotter or should i get a nice pair of binos on a tripod Uh, with them binos on a tripod it's a it's a force multiplier exponentially big i mean th- those are the things that are going to help you see more game immediately because you're using those like you said 90 percent of the time yep. you're going to be on binos and you're putting a stock on an animal you're going to be using binos as well yep and then just trying to find game is just yeah i mean it, it it's just as simple and it's i mean most people they buy these big giant spotters and then they and, don't want to pack them around and then, well yeah then they well then they become giant paperweights yeah and they're like, well, I don't even know why I bought that. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, when you and I have talked about this before, but that's why when people ask me about, well, hey, should I just buy a pair of 15s or 18s or something to, to if I really want to look at long range? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, y- yes. Yep, so you say, you, no doubt. Use whatever is going to be more effective for you. And, and spotting scopes take that you got to be patient with them and you got to use them to get better at them. I mean, I know you can use patches for – 
for, you know, for helping your eye fatigue and your facial muscle fatigue because people can't squint or do whatever for long periods of time. Super moat looking I, like a pirate. I, I totally get it. But that doesn't always, you know, I, I just don't think that's always the answer. I think there's, I think if people use, you know, bigger optics, you know, or more, more magnification on tripods, I think they'll, they'll see more game and be more efficient and be way happier at the end of it. That's, that's the way I look at it. Speaking of glassing off a tripod, I know I get this question a lot or people like look at photos like, oh, you're using that tripod backwards with your binos mounted on it. Do you always have the handle forward or do you have the handle I, backwards? Okay, so... And, I, it, and is there a correct I, way? Well, no, there, no, there's no correct way. That's the answer I was hoping I, I, for. I think, I think you do it however it works for you. Uh, me personally, I'm, I'm always handle forward. Yep. And the reason for that is, is that generally speaking, if the tripod is here and I have my hand on the trundle, mm -hmm. right, where the, all three legs come together, yep. I can kind of set my hand and move that, you know, that way. I'm not saying I've, ne I've never done it, but a lot of times, like, I'll, I, I can't have them where they just kind of go back into my chest exactly. like that. I'm a big, broad guy, and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way for me. Mm -hmm. But some guys like to have that hang that the handle come back to them and turned all the way out and where they can kind of stick. Hey, look, I, I don't care how you do it. Yep. As long as you're, you're, you're making your transitions and, and the, the glass is smooth and in and, and your stops and starts or knock yourself out. Mm -hmm. If that's the way you want to do it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I always like having it forward. Cause I always have try to have my handle on the right side. That way I'm taking like my pinky extending and I'm kind of grabbing it. Like it's a ball head in a way. And I'm kind of just working it up or down. And like then, yeah, I can, then I can kind of push it left or right, and sometimes I even just make it loose, and I'm even just pushing with my nose. Well, that, and that's the thing is, is like I can, like you can almost like sometimes you're just trying to move it, just that, and you're either balancing it up or down with your finger. It's weird to kind of think sometimes that you know there's just like these little, little methods that you have about how to push it one way or the other, and yep. you know, like I, I had a guy last night that texted me, and he's like, hey man, he's like, you know, this tripod, you know, it's not doing this. I'm like, oh, you know, put a little tension on the. Like just feathering the tension. Yep. Like tighten it up just a little bit so that the the balance that, mm -hmm. that the the glasses won't fall or you know and 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 he called me back. He was like, "Man, that was like that's awesome." Yeah. And and, and I'm like, I think some people don't think of that very often too because I'm always adjusting the tension on my left and right and then up and down too. I'm constantly finagling that as I'm glassing. I'm tightening. I'm loosening it. So I, like I said, sometimes I make it super loose. A little bit of my nose can just go from right to yeah. left. I think in a in a if you're if you're gridding, I th well, I, I, there's certain times to grid and certain times. It all depends on terrain and however yep. you're doing it. With what, what, that's a whole nother podcast. But but I think what happens is is that guys, if you're gridding in a true fashion, generally speaking, I'll, I'll open the 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 panning motion so yep. where it's not loose or sloppy but just just enough just enough so i can push it whatever way i want yeah, i think to. it's and just an experience thing too, to know how tight or how loose to make it yeah well because you know i mean but think about somebody like me that like i'm constantly changing optics yeah so you know i mean i just kind of feather in the the, the resistance if you will you know until I, my test is always like if I feather in the resistance to the weight of whatever optic I'm using, I want to be able to do like a figure eight with that pan head yep. and at any instant let up, let go. And I want it to stick. Yeah. Like it won't droop. It won't go side, nothing. So if I can do that, then I, I don't need to do anything else. 
Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. It kind of puts you on the spot, maybe. Because oh, I just I heard this from <laughs> I heard this from two people now recently. Okay, I'll, I'll preface. Maybe I'll just ask you the question. Okay. And then I'll do my little response here. Uh, when you're gritting, let's jump on gritting really quick. Okay. Because I, I, I this just experience happened recently this year where a guy told me how he grids, and then literally my dad texted me not even five days later. I was like, hey, I was watching this military YouTube video, and they're talking about how they grid and how it was totally opposite of what I do. And this other guy, Joel Turner, uh, told me the same exact way. So I want to hear okay. your grids. I was always doing it before. So do you grid left to right or right to left? I would almost always tell you, if I had to think about it, first Cause, of cause, all. Because you read left to right. First of all, it's always the terrain. Okay, yep. But I would tell you in a general fashion, I, I, I do like I read the page. Yep, that's what, that's what I've always done too. And then yeah. Joel Turner told me, because he's big military background, um, that he that if you do it right to left, if you do it opposite of what your eye and your mind naturally do, mm-hmm. you will slow your mind down a little bit more. And then so you start to pick up little things I a little bit differently. And then so my dad sent me the same, like, uh, so YouTube, I probably have it on my phone right now, but some military guy was explaining that same thing, how they grid right to left and they do um, bottom up because it just slows everything slightly down. So it's like, because when you go right to left, you might just scan really fast because it's like a natural movement where if you go the opposite way, your mind just doesn't want you to do that. And so you're doing a little bit slower and you're picking up some stuff. So I thought about that and I was like, I started doing that a little bit more. I think there might be something to it. First of all, I I don't, there's not a right or wrong way for sure. First of all, I, 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 I've got some old military stuff that was given to me years ago Mm -hmm. that I think that's an interesting thing. And and I'd almost like to go back to reference some of that to go, Oh, is that, you know, is that legit or not? But I think what's truthful about that is I don't care what you do. If it makes you slow down when you need to slow down, that's the discipline. Mm-hmm. That I would tell you that nine times out of ten, ninety nine out of hundred, guys typically glass way too fast. Way too fast, hundred percent. Look, take a field of view, let your eyes scan the entire field of view, mm-hmm. move to the next one. Yep. Overlap, you know, and, yep, and constantly really, If you do it over, if you do it left to right, right to left, I, I, I would, I would tell you that I typically let the terrain dictate, you know, dictate that to me yep. m- more than not because. You know, if I've got a slope coming down, you know, I, your eye I, will naturally want to go through that, yeah. Because I always, you know, you just get into that thing too. Like I always go, well, what looks when you've done it? And again, I I don't try to come off like I'm a know it all, but when you've done it so long, I can look at a mountain and go. What looks deary to me? Exactly. What, like, you start like, right where the good is. It's and, hard and to explain sometimes, you, but you just know from experience. And you know what? What's really funny is that I can get to most any place and go, ah, that's, I'm going to start right there. Yep. And, and just based off of that, I will, I will always, and again, you know, light being good, I will always start in that place, and I will go to the other places that look the same way. Yep. And what's really funny about some of those is, is that I laugh at myself for that because there's places that I go that I'm like, oh, that's like that's incredible looking. I'm like, never seen a deer there. Never seen. And a deer. then there's other places that look deery, and there's deer all over it. So, yep. I, but I would generally tell you that you know, I, I I try to let the terrain. I don't know. There's a place that I'm always thinking about, 
you know, in central Arizona, and it's really steep canyons and, and got, you know, broken up Ponderosa and whatever. And, and, and if I could just put you in that spot, you would, you would do things vertically more than you do side to side because it's just the way that the trees allow you. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, like, I can visualize like, it like in my I, head. I, for me personally, it's kind of like the, the, the Plinko machine, right? The, it's just, you just kind of letting the optics go down through the trees and I go up and I grab another deal. And yep. so whether you do that top to bottom, up, to, you know what? Like coos deer, like I, I generally will start like, and it doesn't always have to be top or bottom, but I generally take the upper third, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes I take the bottom. I, yep. It just depends it on depends. where I'm at. Yep. And the same decision: do you glass close? Do you glass far first? It's like there's so many different well, scenarios when you have to let the mountain determine. How you I glass always it. take. I try to take the easy things first and take the escapes first. Yep. Because you want to see, you would sit down, maybe like, you spooked you know, that buck. Did, did or I, you know, you. Did, yeah, did I disturb something? Take yep. the escape routes first. Look for the big things with the wider field of view optics. And then, you know, as you start to start, you know, yeah. So, there, I mean, there's def- definitively a, a method to that. But, yep. um, you know, like we've got a hunting partner. Well, one guy is taking the escape routes while the other guy is getting the big optics out and doing that. And yeah. so, and there's then, that, there's a, yeah, like you just said, that good teamwork thing right there. Like, well, that's a good strategy. A hundred percent that if, is. If you have some bigger optics and you're really good on the spotter, maybe you have your friend in the morning. He's just a spotter guy. He's looking those far places because he might have a deer escape or going to the trees and Absolutely. you're kind of doing that close work. So that's why... That's why optics is super fun. There's so many different cool strategies we can well, talk about. Again, it, it, it all comes back to the, there's no right or wrong. Yep. And it's, um, I mean, there's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, when you're, when you're, when you got your buddies and you're all doing that, you know, we make a competition out of it. Oh yeah. Doing the same you know, thing. And, and that's always a fun thing. Um, Whoever spots the most deer gets to shoot the first year. Or, yeah, either either spots the first year or, you know, whoever doesn't see something buys breakfast or, you know, whatever the deal is, there's always a way to make that fun. Mm -hmm. And for for quick reference, too, that video, I pulled it up here on my phone, the text message from my dad. So the YouTube video that my dad was referencing about the the right to left instead of left to right, the title is What Army Snipers Go Through at Sniper School Boot Camp. So if you search that. Yeah, yeah, send me the link because I'd love to go through it and listen and, it was really um, interesting just there, to think there's about some, different things. There, there's definitively some guys that have done that um, and been very influential um, about glassing. And there, there's there's a lot of lingo. And I will tell you that the things I have read are so – like there's some words I got to look up, right? Yeah. Yep. But some of those things that when you really decipher all the info, like we kind of already do some of that naturally. Yep. But – you know, hey, when guys, you know, I, I I would assume that when a guy goes from, you know, boot camp to, you know, whatever his, you know, line is in the military, mm-hmm. if he gets to the point he's at sniper school, he's done stuff, but maybe that guy's never looked for a pair of optics before. I mean, exactly. you, you never know what you're going to get. Yep. And, and I would bet that their line of training is incredible. Oh, yeah. So I, I yeah I, I I I'm interested in it and yeah I was like trying to I was like to trying learn. to take like inspiration from other disciplines and see like can I incorporate it in hunting can I incorporate it in my glassing and I, I I bet you probably do the same thing I do I haven't talked about this much and this is an article that I've been kind of writing for a little bit so I'm just gonna tease it out there right now 
but it's basically, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it all. The only time I've actually talked about it is when I give seminars to people because mm-hmm. like a close knit group and I'm like, you know, sometimes you want to hold some of these things back, but I feel morally <laughs> obligated, you know, to tell some stuff I've maybe learned over the years. Right. But basically I call it like the mental side of glassing, which I don't think is talked about at all. It's like when I'm sitting there glassing, I zone out everything. Like if I'm sitting there glassing, thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner that night or what's happening at home with family or at work and your thought process and your mind is just going crazy as you're trying to pick up an animal. Yeah. Your mind technically can't think of two things at once. Like, Oh, it, it's. So it's like you have to be focused at the task at hand. You have to clear your thoughts. I, my only goal right now is to pick up an animal. I can't be thinking about, you know, what's tomorrow going to be like, hey, there's only two days left. Like I need to find an animal. Like you have to clear your thoughts and just focus in on, okay, I'm looking at this timber patch. I'm just going to grid this, grid that. Look over here, look over there. Switch my optic with spotter made for a little bit. Go back and forth. Not listening to music. I, I, I see friends sometimes put earbuds in and listening to music while they're glassing. Like I think no. that's really bad because you need to focus at the task at hand. And your mind cannot be thinking about two things at once because then you're just going to you're gonna scan casually. You're going to maybe hurry through glassing. There's no animals here, but you really weren't focused. I, I, um, I, first of all, I think there's a ton of truth to what you're saying. I, I would tell you that I think the best times glassing and the best I've you know, I mean, there's certain days or some by myself, some with people, but I can tell you that there's certain times where I – there was no distractions. Yeah. And, you know, God loved the cell phone, right? I mean, we all love them. Put I, those I, things I away. It. Don't be checking service. But I, it's hard because, you know, if I go glass in the morning before work starts or something like that, mm-hmm. especially as we get, you know, you know, Arizona's, you know, ridiculously hot right now. So, um, you know, I try to scout, you know, like now that it's August, like I try to scout in August, September, and then, you know, there'll be some breaks in there. And then, you know, I'm always gearing everything up towards the, you know, to the, 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 the October hunts and then gearing everything then to the you know December hunt. So I my it's typically in some form of stage like that. So, um, you know, I would just tell you that I think some of my best times that I've ever had, there was no, there was zero distractions. Yep. I wasn't being texted, you know, every five seconds and, and, I call it going black or, you know, yeah. black ops or, you know, they ghosted. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's sometimes, I think that's sometimes enjoyable because, you know, you're not texting what you say. It's just, you're, you're just off the grid for a little while. Yeah. And it, like, I've even succumbed to it sometimes, you know, you get up on a high glassing knob, you've been hunting for two days. You're like, do I have cell phone service? And like, that's kind of the worst thing to do at that moment because we also, you need to be, you're out there hunting. But I, I think that there's something that you're talking about too, that, you know, people ask all the time, like, how long do you glass? Or, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, I'll, I'll gla- like, I'm always prepared to glass from literally, uh, civil twilight to you know civil twilight like uh, I want I just love it yep. I'll, I'll stay thing. as long as I can and I'll do it and I'll sit in the same spot if I know that there's something that I should be interested in then I'll stick around and if I've seen deer in there before then that's what I do yeah um, because in certain situations like I mean you know if you see a whitetail buck and you've seen him you know in August or September if he's not you know, eaten by a lion by that time or whatever the deal yeah, is, yep. that deer's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's not moving. Up. He lives right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I think we've always in. said like, you know, kind of 
400 yards, 800 yards on either side of that. I mean, their home range just isn't that big. Mm -hmm. And so I'll glass as long as I feel like I've, you know, torn it apart. Yeah. And there's days that you, you you do that and you see maybe two deer and then you go back in three days later and there's, you know, you've seen deer all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. where were they? Yep. So there's there's all those scenarios that keep a guy like, you know, is he seeing deer? Is he not seeing deer? Um, but, but mentally, though, I'm just always like, I, I just, I will glass as hard and as long as it takes to 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 produce what we're what yeah. we're trying to do, I think you just gotta you gotta think of it too as a mentality. Like you gotta be present at the task at hand. You gotta be present in the glassing moment. I've even done it before, like not to be mean or anything, but I've even told like my brother, or my dad, when I'm hunting, like, hey guys, I just you guys just gotta chill for a little bit. You got, I just want to we can have fun conversations when we're doing other things, like late at night. But like right now, I am focused and I'm trying to find you guys a deer. So just maybe I'm just going to go over here and go glass yeah. by myself a little bit just so I can collect my thoughts and just be present. But like they might have conversations about like, oh, yeah, where are we going to go next? And I'm like, you almost can't think about where you're going to go next because we're here right now. And I think really like clearing your thoughts and glassing, it opens the door. You put that bino on a tripod, like we're saying, and you do all this stuff right. You're sitting there glassing and you just clear everything away and just focus. Well, I mean, like I think, like I read a lot of these, you know, books about like mental management and like this thought processes and like how these champions, you know, how they go about their, their training and their working work ethic. And it's like, I think it all, like you can incorporate a lot of that stuff. I think there's absolutely some truth to what you're saying. But like, I would tell, I, I, so not to pick on anybody, but you know, whether you're listening to a podcast or you know, whatever, I, I get it. Like, I, yeah. I understand. Some people might actually help them. But, I, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. But I, I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've been sitting somewhere. And, you know, you can hear, like, the, st- the stream below you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can hear the birds, and all of a sudden you hear, like, a rock kick or whatever. Yep. And I'll swing the optics over in that general oh, yeah. direction and be like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. You're present in the moment, and because of that, you picked if up on you a got, little bit of clue. I know, but if if you've got headphones in, yep. and you hear something like that, there is no way possible that you ever would have known that that rock just kicked up over there, mm-hmm. and that deer snuck in and snuck out or whatever before you ever knew it. Yep, I've done that deer hunting before. I mean, where you have deer up in these like high little like you know rock outclappings or shale, and all of a sudden they kick a rock down by accident, like boom, you pick up on it like 800 yards away. Uh, well, I mean. I, I I can't even think. I mean, I, I will tell you this right now. If it had not been for being able to hear, you know, that big bull that we've talked about in 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 Arizona, mm-hmm. that I think is still my unicorn bull and giant, you know, Michael yep. Parks killing it, you know, with with Jay as the guide and the whole thing. That bull, I never would have seen that bull if I had not had my my ears. Yep. Because the first thing I, you know, I mean, it, there was the kick of the rocks from the cow being pushed through an opening. That swung me over there. And then he growled like a, I mean, it was like the most guttural. I mean, if you didn't hear that, you, you, you so if you, I, and I guess I know there's different times people do different things, but it, I just would tell you that if you're not listening, I think that's, the, for me, that's the, I don't, I don't want the distraction of the no, music. No, I go hunting for pot. a reason. I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. I want my thoughts. That, yep. That's for me, but I think it's helped me find a lot more than it's ever hurt me. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, so another uh, 
even though I, I want to keep going on that because like that's like you said we oh, could go on a, a whole podcast I, and I think you're headed down the stuff. right deal and that's it, we, we can talk about that for sure it's it's that's why I like having you on I like picking up the phone and talking to you, and I like just that's <laughs> now we can just like broadcast. So these are like our normal conversations. If people really realize what we talk about on a daily basis, this is like exact sort of stuff. Uh, pretty much. Like, hey Co- Cody, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'll like text you hmm. at ten thirty. You'll text me at like eleven some nights. <laughs> like, yeah, you awake? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Let's let's yeah, chat. Yeah, let's chat about that. But what are we gonna do? One of the other questions I'm sure you get all the time. I want to know your preference or how you kind of walk people through the situation is. So even though you said, you know, you'd rather have binos and spotters, but for the guys who really are looking at upgrading their spotter, you always have the question, angled versus straight. Oh, well, okay. So first of all, I'm always, always inclined to use a straight spotting scope. Okay. The reason being, if I'm looking through binos and I spot something of interest, I don't care what it is, validation, Mm -hmm. verification, whatever. I'm going to lock my tripod down, yep. lock the tilt, lock the pan, and then I'm going to remove the binos straight off, and I'm going to slide the, the spotting scope straight on, and I'm going to focus and look. And I should be basically looking at within yep, this very quick target acquisition. Total target acquisition. That's it. Yep. Because, again, depending on the time of day, depending on what you're doing, I, and I guess maybe that's just – from who's to your I just feel like sometimes you get you know, quick. like you get them on top of a ridge or something. Well, first of all, they disappear half the time. Great ghost. I mean, they, they they just do so good at that. And and if you take the the reason I've I've had deer, and I'm sure everybody can identify this. Certainly anybody that's on a coos deer, but you're looking at the bush that they just crawled into, mm-hmm. and you go to switch your spotting scope out, and you're like, where'd they go? Only figure out that that deer, you know, literally has been in the bush the whole time. And now all of a sudden, so it, it, if, I, if I just had put the straight spotting scope on it and looked straight at it, it, it would have, you know, I, I would have known that the deer didn't walk out or didn't leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just target acquisition for me is the most important thing. Yep. Now, truth be told... So everybody, all the guys that are like, you know, getting mad at me at this moment, I, I'm not saying that the straight is more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not more comfortable. Yeah. But I'm saying because I'm only using these spotters X number of, you know, percent, you know, 10%, 15% max, yep. I, I don't, I don't care about comfort at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that guys like doing certain things and I'm not, I'm not, it's not about arguing about it. It's just a matter of what's important to you. If target acquisition is the best through a straight, then use a straight. Yep. I, I'm pretty coordinated with that stuff now. Like I can look on the side of a hill and I can swing and angle over and look into it and go, I'm pretty much on. But I, I still had to take my binos off drop the tripod, slide the, you know, the, the, the other on, mm-hmm. and then look down into it and make sure I'm in the same spot. And it, you know, some people go like, well, God, is it, you know, you know I mean, how quick do you have to be? Well, sometimes you gotta be quick. Sometimes you gotta be pretty darn quick at that. Have I ever told you the story about my brother and his, his complete hatred towards my angled spotters? Oh, this ought to be good. Yeah. So like we're sitting there glassing, picking up deer, you know, with binos. He's like, oh, I think I got a good deer. Give me your spotter really quick. 
and he never packs his spotter. He has a straight Swaro. He always just keeps it, you know, back in the hotel or whatever. Cause like, I got my big one. I'm going to also carry it. Cause it's a little more like gathering, you know? So I hand him my spotter, which is an angled. So then he has to do the same thing you're talking about. Take his binos out, put it on there. Has to drop his tripod. So everything is messed up. Like he, he lost exactly where it's at. And he's trying to look through it. And he's just like, he's so frustrated. Cause he has to look down through it. He lost where the animal's at. Cause he had to slide his straight spotter. Cause he's so used to a straight. And several times he has threatened to take that angled spotter and chuck it down the mountain. He's like, I hate this thing with a passion. He's like, you will never get me. You, if you gave me one of these Brady, one of your old ones, I, I would sell it and buy a straight instantly. He just can't do it because that target acquisition and his way is different. And he's so used to a straight, he absolutely hates it. Now I'm trying to walk through the benefits and he like sees it, but he's like, dude, that straight just so money. I can just put it right well, on there. People used to accuse me of like, well, how do you know you don't use a straight? I'm like, well, or use an angle. And I'm, I forced myself, yeah. you know, for an entire season to, to, to take an angled. Mm-hmm. You know, testing optics, doing the whole thing. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep doing this. Yep. And I, I'm not saying that there wasn't moments that they were more comfortable. If you're sitting on the desert floor looking up, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I use a BTX and I, I, I love looking through a BTX or the Koas or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have no problems looking through the angles. Yep. But there's just certain times, but, but, you know, at least on those, I'm already looking at the thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can watch them and, and do that. But generally speaking, I, I just, for me, it's about target acquisition. And I want to switch from binos to a spotter and be on the same same basic uh, field of view. Do you think it's more skewed straight or is it pretty 50-50? Oh, I think it's probably like 60-40. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I know we have that discussion all the time, but I, I think it's probably 60-40. It's probably yeah, the one time I, I think if you look at our sales, I think the last time I pulled all those numbers, I think it was pretty, pretty close to that. Yeah, the only time I ever wish I did a, do have a straight is sometimes when we're, you know, just covering country, maybe glassing from a road mm-hmm. with a window mount, and I throw my spotter up, and then I got to you know, turn the bell. I got to like lean into it with my maybe my left oh, eye because yeah. I'm in the driver's seat. If I had a straight there, like that would be a lot easier for just long distance glassing from a vehicle. Well, and that you know that kind of brings something else up. I don't stand a lot when I glass. Yeah, because it's less stable. So a lot of guys are like, well, I'm, you know, 6'4". I mean, I don't know what you're, 6'5". 6'5", yeah. So, and I get it. Like, if you use an angle, truthfully. Tripod can be a little bit lower. Tripod be lower. You don't have to have it. But my solution to that is just don't stand. Mm -hmm. I don't like standing anyway. Yep. So I think that every time, you know, every inch that you get farther away from the ground, you're less stable and blah, blah, blah. You know, and the, the, you know there's a lot of people that that's what they want to do. They may have a bad back, may have a situation. And I don't know, maybe they just, you know, they don't have a, an attention span to do that. And I'm not making fun of it. I'm just simply saying, hey, do, you know, again, yeah. at least you're using tripod. Exactly. But I, I would just always tell people like, you know, the lower you get with a tripod, the more stable it is. Mm-hmm. One of the funny things, too, about talking angle or straight, there's one t- circumstance. I was archer hunting deer, and I glassed up this buck bedded in the sagebrush. Just the tips of his tines were sticking out. <laughs> and I really – and he was kind of close, but I really wanted right. to put my spotter up and dissect this deer. I was like, do I want to waste some effort stalking this deer? I don't know whether deer's around there to blow up. So I'm like, I see some extra tines, and, like, there's other deer there. So this is the gr- one of the greatest benefits of an angle. I don't think many people do it very often, but I was able to lift my tripod up just above the sage – Instead of like, you know, a straight, I have to pick up and more of my head profile will be above the sage. <laughs> right. I turned the bell all the way down. So I'm just like laying underneath sure. the sagebrush, still been able to glass. And I was like, this is where 
another benefit towards the angle this. I didn't have to like get my profile above all the, the vegetation, but it's like that's just a one-off use case too. But I, was, I just kind of laughed at myself. I would flat myself. out tell you whatever works. Whatever works, yeah. Whatever gets the job done. Yep. But yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, there's certain, there's certain instances that all those work and, and are favorable, and 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 I would just tell you like, pick the pick pick the thing that works best for you, mm-hmm. and, and go with it. Yep. That leads me to another question. Oh, I, I'm I'm full of answers. I, I don't know. Well, I, I hope. I don't know if this is okay to say nowadays with our PC world, but sometimes when you talk, if you're talking about optics and optic quality, is it the user? Or is it the glass? So is it the Indian or the bow? Well, okay. So look, here's the thing. So look, optics are not magic. Mm -hmm. And I I say this all the time. You take a guy and give him a good optic in, in a tripod and put him in a place he's never been. He's bound to find deer. Yep. But you, you take a guy that, you know, is, you know, really, really experienced it, yeah. and knows what he's looking for and, and the movement and the, 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 you know, give him the natural setting and go, hey, find deer in this. The guy that's got the more time behind the glass, he's probably going to find deer faster and yeah, quicker. No, no than matter what he else. uses, he could probably find it. And so I would always tell you, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's the glasser, but I, I think what happens is, is that the, you know, the better glass you use, the better it heightens all those things that you do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, look, I, you give me an okay piece of glass, I, I have enough experience. I know how I'm going to maximize that glass. Yep. And I think it, if you just flip what we've talked about, like if you're, if you're, if you're saying, oh, well, is it a glass or it? Well, look, at the smallest levels, I know there's some really skilled guys that use, you know, whatever, you know, whatever uh, optic, and they put it on the tripod and they find a lot of deer and they kill deer with it. Oh, yeah. So, again, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I've never, ever have I just said, oh, well, you know, to be this, you have to have this. Yep. It's, it's never been about that. I think that's the beauty of hunting. I'm just hunting. always trying to maximize, you know, whatever, um, whatever, uh, edge or whatever I can get out of it Mm -hmm. and so you know I I know that there's guys out there that like you know I I, I am I'm I'm an admitted optics snob I want the best optics I can put my put my eyes on period whatever helps me dissect country in in a methodical you know surgeon kind of way that's what I want Mm -hmm. and it, it just is what it is a lot of times is that is that straight uh, like glass quality or is that like a lot of the coatings that's kind of helping some of that? Is well, it the combination I, of all I've of I've always said that, that, that optics, you get to a point where, I mean, look, y- you can glass with them all, but when you start paying the bigger money, right, mm-hmm. you're paying literally for the smaller intangible things. Yeah. And it is. How, how does that glass filter light? Chromatic aberration. I, all of those things, the focus wheel, you know, does it allow you to, you know, the diopter, all of those things, does it allow you to have the best and most, you know, clear picture? Yep. All of those things add up. Speaking of diopter, do you ever have guys call you and say, like, oh, I can't see through this bino at all? It's like, it looks so weird, but they just never know to adjust the diopter? Um, that's, I, I want to say it's, 
uncommon, but it happens. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it definitively happens mm-hmm. for sure. That's why I always make sure, um, make sure to reference that adapter when I hand over my binos to another person. I, I, well, I think the that. bigger one is is that people with eyeglasses don't realize that the eye cups yeah, that's a good move point. in and out. Yep. Yeah, walk, that, me, walk me through that, that part the, um, for people listening. Well, yeah, so um, you know, eye relief is important, and it's probably more important to guys with eyeglasses because you're already putting the, the optic farther away from your actual eyeball, right? Mm-hmm. So... You got to be really careful with. I mean, there's just certain optics that do better than that than others. And generally speaking, um, there are certain um, let's just call it brands that that seem to, to excel at it. And and I think what happens is is that if when you have eyeglasses on, it tends to to make the field of view shrink, and and you just don't have as as good a picture. Yep. Well. When they made it so that the eye cups twist down and and take some of that that eye or that that distance away, mm-hmm. so now you can get the eye the the lenses of the binocular closer you know to your eyes, yep. it it opens it up. And I mean, Brady, I've had and this is the honest to God true story. I've had people come in 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 the shop, and I've literally had a grown man basically not cry, but get weepy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but think about, I mean, I, I almost get kind of emotional thinking about it because I gave that man, well, that sounds horribly wrong. <laughs> I gave that guy the opportunity to see like he's never seen before exactly. through a pair of binoculars. No one has ever explained to him. No one ever said, oh, Hey, have you tried this? And he did. He he and I, and I'll say it. He took a pair of Swarovski ten by fifty ELs, put the eye cups down, and he literally was like, "Oh my God!" Mm-hmm. Like I've never been able to see like that. Yeah, just that little thing. And and he, I mean, I mean, he he bought them on the spot, and he got he. I mean, he just got emotional about it because he was like. He was so frustrated with everything that he was doing. Yeah, that's got to be so rewarding. Well, it, I mean, it, you do. You kind of get emotional like that. I mean, it's like watching a TikTok or some video of somebody that's never seen color before. And they, it, 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 I mean, it, that's what it felt like for that guy. I can't wait to get some of those glasses. They keep joking at the office they're going to get me some of those because I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> colorblind. I'm like, I really well, want to know what real color they're like. So if that, I ever edit my photos and they look really horrible, Cody, it's because I'm slightly colorblind. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you that that moment, I, you know, those are one of those distinct moments I'll never forget because – yeah. I say I gave. I just I just opened up a door for that guy mm-hmm. that he didn't know was a door. Yeah, you know, call it a window, whatever. He mm-hmm. he just was like, oh my god. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, that gives you fuel to the fire about like why you do what you do. You just love helping the customer out. Well, it 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 is. It, I, my phone goes off daily, and and especially like during the scouting and hunting season, where guys are using their gear that they bought and they're put into use for the first time and they're like this these things this this is this is incredible mm-hmm. like it changed my whole like i found way more game than i've ever found before yep. that to me that again it, not to beat a dead horse but that is 100 percent the most rewarding factor that i get period yep. and it goes to to like like for the eye cup thing, like you, if me with contacts, I can actually twist them down and use them as well. Don't a lot of people like mm-hmm. to do that? Because it kind of gives well, you a little increased okay. perceived field of view maybe instead of having them twisted out. I have recently in the last couple of years started to, I mean, I don't use them. 
I wouldn't say everything I do. My wife would probably tell you along. But <laughs> Megan, if you're listening, yeah. Um, I've started to use readers on short stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm, I completely say that the phone and social media has done that to me. But when I glass, I mean, my, my, I have really good eyesight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just tell you that I keep my eye cups down regardless. Okay. And, and, and I, I think there's, there's something to be said about that. I would call it, a, I don't know if they, an apparent or, or you know. Yeah, it's or, a perceived. Or, a perceived, you know, uh, uh, field of view. Yep. I, I will always, you know, it's like Jay and the, um, uh, and the twin spotters. Oh, yeah. He um, takes his He off. always takes his eye cups off. And, yep. and when you do, when you look at those spotters, 25 to 50 eyepiece with a 65 millimeter, there's just a combination there. It's like, how, why would you not use it this way? Mm-hmm. Because it it just it's vivid and it's a and it's a distinct difference. Yep. Um, I, I would do that. You know, anywhere that I can get a chance to keep the eye cups down, I do. Yep. Very rarely do I have to keep the eye cups up. Speaking of uh, glass, which, oh, which by the way, when when people that some people they do that and it it does it it it's almost like they don't have that place for their their you know. Yeah, for it to rest on your eyebrow. So, and, and, and when you're using a tripod, mm-hmm. that becomes way less important. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. How, how important do you feel it is to glass in comfort? Like, use, oh, like uh, either, either uh, get in a comfortable hey, position? The more comfortable you can make your glassing session, the better off you are. Yeah. So, within reason, right? Um, uh, I'm... I will occasionally carry a stool. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, like, how important um, do you think a, a glass again, stool depending is in your on care? The, if I'm in the field away from everything, very rarely do I ever – I have – I would consider my, myself a world-class glassing spot. You dig out. I will, fig, I will find something. Yeah. And generally speaking, I, I find really good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I will try to get, you know, if I can get a little bit of a rock face or a stone or a boulder, or, I will carve out just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically like the steeper slopes. Yep, same. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I literally will do anything I can to um, to reduce weight like that. I mean, but I, but I, I actually like it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying, I mean, I love the stools and, and hills. I, like, you, use it all. Like, I mean, yep. whatever makes you... Again, there's guys that have different needs, right? So um, I am blessed with hardly zero back issues whatsoever. And so I can sit, you know. Yeah, leaning forward the whole time. I mean, I I can, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, um, some guys like the, um, you know, the uh, the chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think you use whatever helps you out. Yeah. Um, I absolutely 100% always, no matter what, have some form of a glassing pad. Yep. Um, now, whether that's a, you know, I've seen guys take, I've seen guys take the, the like turkey seats. I've seen guys oh, yeah. take the, yep, the um, back chair. remember those old, I don't even know if they still make them, but those, those, uh, those heated like seats that you would sit in your deer stand on, mm-hmm. but they get hot. Like I've seen guys use those. Um, I, I've, you know, I've seen just about everything. Yeah, those little chairs you could take like sporting events yeah, that have I a little mean, backrest on. I've seen guys have their wives like make them, um, you know, my brother uses, uh, uh and still it, and it actually, and wait, if you're listening, I mean, I know he knows this, but 
like he's a gear nut like that, but he uses a Wiggies pillow. Hmm. Well, because he's got a pillow to sleep on, yep. and he uses a pillow, a, a Wiggies pillow to glass from. He's he's done that for for years. Yep. I always, so, to, I always try to explain to people too: the more comfortable you be while you're glassing, to a point, the better off you're glassing because you're not going to yeah. ever like you sit there, you glass for a while, you make it tired or exhausted because you're sitting on a rock or you got something underneath you and you're like leaning over. And then you're going to pull your eyes away from the optics. What are you going to do when you do that? You're going to kick well, back and relax. And your eyes aren't on the optics. You're not finding the animal right now. It all comes back to if, if you took, and, and this is the nutshell. This, the, I mean, this is like the keys of the kingdom right here in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you took the time, and let's say you were going on a 10-day hunt. Mm-hmm. If you took the time from day one you know, I mean, first light, day one, last light, day 10. And you took the time and added it up for every stupid little adjustment that you have to make. Yep. Comfortable, not comfortable, you know, eyes are getting, you know, whatever. Add all of it up. And I, would, I think we would be shocked to figure out how much time that if you got like a bonus round you know, and they said, okay, you get, you know, this is what you get left in light. Yep. I think we would be shocked as to how much light we would get back at the end of that hunt. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and to me, all of this that we're talking about, 1,000% is to maximize that time. Yep. Because you think about it like, look, I, I've got a wife, three kids, two dogs, a house. You know, you, I've got all that stuff going on. And I only get to go out at you know, X amount of time. Yep. So whatever I have to do to maximize all of that stuff. 100%. To keep me behind the glass so that I can, I'll, I'll do whatever. And, yep. and, and I, I just think you just make whatever, you know, and, and I would just tell you like, like comfort foods on the trail. Yeah, what's, what's your favorite glassing snack? <laughs> um, ooh, that's... I don't know. I was a pop tarts were always Pop-tarts a good one. Pop tarts are always a good one. They are. Um, the problem with pop tarts are they always get cracked. And that, yeah, you know, like somehow one way or another they get they get cracked. But you're like um, a sour gummy guy or like a Skittles. Not or a M&M. ton of uh, sweets, but like you know, always the mini Snickers are always good, yeah, or the yeah. the yeah, you know, like the Milky Ways or whatever. I mean, just some of those bags like that, just simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If you get into the too much, you. You know, they, they, peanut M&Ms, like that's oh, a yeah. classic one because it's kind of hard to screw up. Yep. You know, they don't, they, they don't melt on you. They're just, they're, mm-hmm. they are with. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's whatever you can do to, to do that. If you're going to take a nap, have your buddy glass while you're, you know, if you're watching water, you're, you're in an area where you haven't seen a lot of movement and maybe the moon's, you know, bad for you at night and, yeah. you know, the, you know, the deer are nocturnal and then, you know, the deer are going to feed, you know, or they're going to water it in the day. Split up. Tell you, split up, tell your guy to take a nap and, and you're glassing and then flip flop. Have you, have you ever fallen asleep glassing? Oh, I've done a, that a lot. It actually is a on. fat dog heavy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I'm just, the, in my, I'm just in my binos. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, like Neville's like, "Hey, Brady," and I'm like, "Whoa, how I just sneezed well, off." The worst one is, well, so <laughs> I always love the guy that glasses so much. 
that he falls asleep that when he looks at you he kind of has the, the, oh, the ring. He, like like his optics are so awfully dirty that yeah. they, they have like mascara on him yep. that one to me is always the the, the favorite one yeah if that guy you got to keep that guy you got to keep that guy motivated yeah. you got to uh, keep I've always seen it before where, like, even my brother was starting to glass. All of a sudden, I see his optics start to, like, pick up because he's starting to lean heavier. Uh, and I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, Bryce, wake up. Yeah, I've all, you know, I, I, I think back about, God, this has probably been 15 years now, something like that. I was glass one time and just, I got the chills and got, like, I just felt like I, like, nauseous. And, and like, four hours later, I wake up. And my buddy looks at me and he's like, are you okay? And I said, I don't know, man. I said, I, I, like, I felt nauseous and like, like something, I don't know what happened, but he literally was like, dude, I was about to call your brother. Like, I thought you were going to die. Like, like, I mean, he's like, I've never seen you sleep. I mean, you know, we've, we've literally, you know, spent hundreds and thousands of hours glassing together and he's looking at me like, what is going on with him? And like, I, I, I did. I, I went through like a full-blown sweat or whatever happened. And, and by the way, we weren't drinking the night before the whole thing. And I just had one of those moments I got outdoors, I guess. And somebody mm-hmm. was telling me to take a nappy, I guess. I, I, and I did. I think, I think one of the, my favorite things is when I actually pack a stove with me to glassing knobs and make oh, a little yeah. bit of coffee, make tea, make some bone broth, something hot. I can sit Something there hot. and just, that's, that's life being lived right there to me. Well, I, I will take a, you know, I've got one of the smaller Yetis and I will take, you know, especially if we're just doing day hunts or whatever, yep. I will stop by whatever the Circle K is mm-hmm. and I will hit a hot chocolate and I will, oh, I, will yeah. I will dish that up. Good pro tip and, there. And flat out 100%, there's times when, when it is, and most people don't give Arizona credit for being cold, but I don't care. You can say it's a dry heat, but it's a dry cold, and there's mm-hmm. it, and it it can it can bite you. Yep. And there's just those certain times when you know, when we get below the twenties and down into the teens and whatever, and and you're sitting there glassing for four hours in the morning, you need a little you need a little pick me up. I, I feel you. And that, that's a <laughs> that good hot, way to that, that hot it. chocolate does it just about every time. So, mm-hmm. but that's, yeah, those are, yeah, I mean, I don't know, classing, comforts of food, things you can eat quick, things that'll keep you, you know, moving and, and, and liquids, you know, of the appropriate choice or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's a time for drinking, but you know, yep. I think that makes it go south a little faster. Yeah, definitely. Than... <laughs> you're not focused again. Back to the being present. You're not present yeah, I don't if think you're, you're present at that moment. No. I just got one more deep mm-hmm. question. I know we've had this discussion a lot too. The importance of, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, you have a level on your tripod or yep. you've had a level on your head. Like the importance of like yep. trying to level that up. Like maybe not making it perfect, but there is a rhyme or reason to probably making a tripod level while you're sitting there glassing. Well, if you're anal, retentive, obsessive, compulsive, you know, there's guys that, you know, like, well, you know, it's almost like they're trying to glass. Like if you've got a slope going down out in front of you, yep. it, look, it's just easier if you keep the tripod level, okay? That's why we can move the legs up and down and we can articulate them out. Mm-hmm. And if you'll keep them level, that way when you swing left and right, you're not swinging at like funny angles or yep. coming, like, you know, you call it like there's like a loop in it and you're like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. 
because what happens with that is is that on certainly on certain tripods more or more than heads more than others you know you've got to constantly you either got to loosen it up and then tighten it back that you're just causing yourself more movement yeah because that tripod or the glass is always going yeah. to rotate i just like angle. keeping everything as angled as possible um you know i would tell you there's a couple things that i don't know i hate to say bug me but i'm, I'm loving this part well ben, but there's, ben, there's just certain Cody. there's so you like you'll see guys like extend their legs all the way oh yeah and they're out all the way and then they're they're like down below and it's like that, that's not where the strength is in the tripod mm-hmm. like the strength comes from when you know they're they're you know what i don't care if it's 45 or whatever but when you splay them all the way out and extend them, and then the the optics, it, it, it just fl- gives it them flexes on those smaller legs way too much, and it and and I think you're just you're kind of asking for it to be not be stable. So, I would tell people that it is is kind of a you know try to keep the the, the tripod legs up underneath you a little bit, mm-hmm. not not straight up and down, but just you know a little yep. a little bit, and then I try to for as much as possible not to use the center post. I, yeah. I, I I still want a center post, yep. you know, just because so I can make little adjustments. Yeah, but you'd rather use those legs. But what I would tell you is, is that when I see legs, right, and I see most of the tripod, the, and like let's say a third or more of the height is coming from the tripod head, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, don't care what you're doing, I know that that tripod is not as stable as yep, what it no should be. No matter how heavy that tripod period. is. Period. Yep. And, and you're, to me, you're just making it less effective. Yep. So I would rather extend the legs farther and get it closer and have, you know, I, I just would always do that. Yeah. I'll throw a third one on there too. Is one of my pet peeves is when guys are trying to lengthen their tripod up to get that right height, they're doing the shorter legs first. So the shorter oh, leg, the, yeah, the, small, the legs yeah. at the bottom, they're going to be your thinnest legs. Yep. They're going to have the most flex. So you got to start at the top. You want those thicker, heavier legs. You want to yep. use that length first before you ever go down to the bottom legs. I think it, I mean, when I, when I sit down, I always thinking, okay, well, I, depending on where the slope is in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. I always, I always take that and, and hold the the trundle about where I want to be, and then I, I extend the 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 middle leg, you know, yep. to where I know it's going to stick, and then I, I you know go outward, you know, back. Mm-hmm. So you, typically, the the leg depending again depending on the terrain and what you're doing or in the rocks or not. Generally speaking, I, like most of the time, I only have to put down the the middle leg. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't know six, something. seven inches, something like mm-hmm. that. And it really doesn't have to go down that far. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you know, guys make that mistake where they, they want, they, they think they all have to be even and they splay them way out. And I, I just don't think it's necessary. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, another thing I always do is I glass so much as I got used to, like we said, like knowing the handles on the right side is facing forward, but that little lever, the tension lever for the center post, mm-hmm. I always have that on the left side. Yeah. Every, um, every, every time I would, when I every time when I set mine down, mine's on the left because I'm glassing like this, and if I have to move it up quickly, I would I typically can tell it. you that I mine's rotated so that it's on the right because I have my my hand would yep. be out here. Yeah. So it, it, it depends on what you're it, used to. But like when you glass so often, you'll figure right. out these little small details of like yep. you realize I do that the same all the time. I must do that for a reason, and it just makes it so you remember where everything's out all the time. And, too. and I, I and, the, and this again, it goes back to this whole thing. That's why there's nothing wrong in this. Yep. Do what works for Do you. Do what works and remember what you're doing. So every time we get, because there might be a quick instance where you have to lift that tripod up and you're fumbling down below trying to figure out where your levers are. But if you use your tripod, use your binos enough, or spot or whatever, you'll realize where yep. all those different parts are on it. 
That's why I think it's like one of the benefits well, too is just getting out and scouting in the summer so you, you practice more with this I gear. always think that, that people, the other one that drives me nuts anyway, you know, well, it's not my problem because I, I try not to have it happen with me, but so your plates mm-hmm. and whatever you're connecting, you know, your binos to or so I want everything congruent. Yep. Like, you know, away from me. Mm-hmm. So like I notice sometimes you'll see a guy that's got his plate on his, you know, on the bottom of his bino adapter or, you know, whatever he's using. And it's cocked like by, you know, 15 oh, yeah. degrees. And it's like, you, you can see him fighting it over there. It's like, well, come here for a minute. Yep, and you get him all lined out and you, 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 you line this out and you lock that down. And then when you slide that on, the whole thing is, is again, when I lock my tripod down and I go to take one off versus that way, I know that my, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're, if your your spotting scope is not congruent, you know the plate, and I and I maybe we should back up a minute. The plates that on the bottom of, of your whatever apparatus you're using, the bino adapter or the spotting scope, if the plate isn't congruent with the the um, the foot that you're attaching it to, mm-hmm. it it's just creating more time for you to find exactly. whatever you're going to find. And so I'm yeah. just always real careful with those. I even go one step further because again, not to throw my brother under the bus all the time, but. <laughs> When I, when I got my brother set up with optics, he had a, uh, his old window mount. So he, I converted them all over to Arca Swiss. Everything's Arca Swiss mm-hmm. plates on the bottom. So it fits with the VA5 head, you know, spotter and tripod, all that same thing. But then when we're in our vehicle moving around, his old window mount is like a Manfrotto foot. Oh, yeah. So he would have to waste time when we're in the vehicle unscrewing his Arca Swiss, screwing that Manfrotto on and putting mm-hmm. it over. And eventually I got him a conversion plate. I was like, hey, let's just take a plate on top of that Manfrotto. Yep. We'll be able to make it work. That way everything is now congruent and can function well, I together. Th- I, I think it, it, it goes back to that whole thing of those are some of the things. I, I spend a good deal of time explaining to people how to function in a very efficient, quick manner in terms of putting your head on your tripod with the plates and maybe that guy's trying to shoot from this. And, and so there are pretty much attachments that will allow you mm-hmm. to, to connect and disconnect quickly and efficiently. Yep. Guns, cameras, phone, whatever you're doing, yep. it, can, it, it, it typically has a system. I, I would tell you that they're like guys that frequently call and go, I've got like, eight people that glass with me and they're all using different stuff. Okay. Well, for instance, okay. Put a Sue Ray MP 20, you know, dash 20 on them Mm -hmm. because you put that on top of that head. However you connect it. Yep. Now you've got Arca Swiss on the whole thing. Yep. And that's what I've also tried to do is like my hunting partners who I hunt with all the time is mainly my dad, my brother and his, my brother's best friend. Mm -hmm. I have gotten them all converted over the same system. So let's say that one day I leave my spotter or Absolutely. I didn't bring my 15s. My brother has them. He can just, I can just borrow his, throw them on my tripod. Yep. That way we're all the same. That way no, no matter what type of optic we have, it works on every single one of our kits. I think that's a big tip too, just making sure everyone there made the same page. Yeah, it's going to be an investment. Maybe you, you know, have to buy something else, but eventually we have to upgrade. Just like think of who you're hunting with all the time. Like, just try to get the same gear that they have yeah, to make it I mean, so it, it works well together. It, it, I, I, you know, the people probably need to understand that um, almost every head, or I'm, let's go tripods first. Every tripod, typically at the top of the center post, it's either quarter 20, yep. which is less, 
way less than anything else, but almost always it's three eighths. Mm-hmm. Some manufacturers, Gitzo, Slick, some of them will have changeable where you can unloosen it, put yep. it in upside down, and tighten it down, and you'll have three eighths on one side, and quarter on the other. Yep. So if you have one like that, you can always do either or. Um, I prefer three eighths on those bigger connections. Yep. Um, but almost everything in optics, connection wise, is either quarter twenty or three eighths. Yep. There's, 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 I, I very, very rarely see any other measurements when when you're connecting one one quick disconnect part to the other. Yep. They're just not there. So I, I, I mean, I think that's one thing that people don't know about. But so I spend again a, a good portion of my day explaining certain situations and I like I will have guys FaceTime me video whatever so I can look at what they're putting together and go oh well yeah that's that part you need this and yep. and you know just to you know make it easy and simple on them yeah even going along with that too like I've had that same thing where I'm hunting again with my family and their head comes loose all the time and oh, I'm, yeah, and I'm like gotta... I have a special tool at, at home it's not something you know everyone can pick it up they probably have it in their garage it's just like a pipe wrench with a rubber Mm-hmm. Rubber system. You could do it. that. So I basically crank down on my head the, the right you, left. You, so it's you, as tight as it you goes. You make sure the panning, yep, the the panning, panning motion is, fully locked. is locked out. Yep. And then I take that rubber gasket, put mm-hmm. it over the pipe wrench, and make sure it's you know facing the right way. And then I can grab onto all that stuff there because it's not. You know, there's all those different components. It's not actually a very round surface. It's not like you're there's, using a big set of channel locks. No, I don't want to scratch it. I don't yeah, want to scratch exactly. everything up. So I use that rubber one because it kind of fits around the pan. Yep. And I can just basically take that and just wrench that as tight as it goes. Then I go underneath there, get those set screws set. And the other way to do it is simply lock your pan out, and then I hold the center post. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that the panning motion is locked, I will generally use either a, a little bit of plumber's tape. Okay. A little like blue Loctite or something on those, mm-hmm. so that when I go to lock that head in, I, I will get it until just about when it's tight, and then I'll just give it a quick little. Yep. And generally speaking, it's enough to seize it up. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never had a head come. I've never had that happen. Yeah, because the worst part is like. Maybe you're in an area, you know, where you're taking a side-by-side or an ATV or it's in the well, back of your truck. It's bouncing around. You never want to sit there in glass. I was like, whoa, this whole system's wobbly. It might be a little windy. All that I, stuff's going to pay dividends when the situations aren't ideal for glassing. You don't want a little wobbly head on there. You want to make sure everything's nice and tight. I, I, I think I can – I think I'm, I'm – I don't know. I, I, I think I'm qualified to say that pretty much when it – happens this way when stuff falls off like that it's generally operator error oh yeah it's it's the applicant you just you you didn't solidify it Mm -hmm. and and if we can do that you can you can get rid of a lot of mistakes and that's why like right now it is summer it's off season yeah it's important to go through your gear make sure all your plates are tight make sure all the plates you need make sure your head's tight make sure your tripod legs are in working order go through your gear right now most people i think probably neglect that in part of your like gear maintenance section yeah I, like we've I, talked about so much about optics cleaning you know just make sure everything's clean before you go you've seen some optics sometimes you've given me a very uh, hard time about how dirty i keep my stuff so now i'm a lot better i clean my stuff regularly because i don't want that sticking on there but it's just like taking the time to go through your gear yeah i mean yeah keep the bodily functions off of them that's all i gotta say yeah all that food and stuff that just falls oh, in my binos when i actually have my bino I mean, harness the, open the, the snacks well the 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 chew leaf the the 
the licorice, yeah, um, yeah, dots, yeah, like just you'd think to yourself, how did how do you how do you look how do up? you do that? Yeah, like how do you get that on there? Yeah, <laughs> and yep. it, it it's all the time. Um, I don't dirty eyelashes. Yeah, exactly. Like you get little beard a, hair like that's falling there, on well, there. Well, but there's, you know, there's certain people that have just way longer eyelashes that mm-hmm. are constantly that making marks. They've just they've got an oil on them, and and, and I've seen, yeah, that. Or you're, yeah, you're you're hiking, and the person in front of you is kicking up a bunch of dust that's going to your eyelashes. You don't blink on your on your optics all the time, and I've kind of seen it all. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're the optics guru, Cody. I try, I try very hard. <laughs> Well, no, it's a lot of fun doing it. I can tell you that. But I, am so I, I learned. I, I will tell you this: the, the the other part of the job is I learn something new every day. Yeah, you're talking you to know, cool people you, all the time. I mean, you're and like you said, you the know, biggest reward is you get that text or an email that some guy yeah. said, "Hey, because of this small little thing, you might have thought it was small, but you told, you educated me on something. I got a certain piece of gear that worked well for me, and then they have that nice photo afterwards, and they're just all smiles and hundred like, percent. You assisted in my hunt. You weren't there." But you were there. I was there, mm-hmm. in some in some way, shape, or form. I was there. Yeah. So how can uh, how can people reach out to you if they have uh, some optics questions or quite simply optics at gohunt.com. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean that's the best way, and that you know comes in and, and filters through the main system, and and uh, you know I just tell people like if you got questions, you know give me some time to answer them, and yeah. and uh, we will get to you. I I I work very hard at at uh, answering all my phone calls and all my messages i try to do them all in the same day um Mm -hmm. some people love the fact that i call in the evening some you know very rarely do i get anybody that doesn't like that but um, i will try to follow up with any phone call i can during that same business day if i I can do it i I will i just want to emphasize too like i said at the beginning like use you as a resource you are very knowledgeable and you're always willing to pick up the phone like like i said i bug your brain all the time Yep. You talk all the time for a reason. I want to pick your brain and learn about things. Because, like, yeah, I've been doing this for a while, but there's still things I learn all the time. And, like, even look, this the, conversation right now. Well, like, but, the, but the thing is, is it just, and I say this to people all the time. Hey, look, I'm not interested in just taking your money. Yeah. You want to have them a good if, experience. If you, if you want to, A, either learn something or, you know, and some guys will be like, well, I want to do this. And, and, and I'll say, okay, well, if you're doing that, well, what about this scenario? And, and, and by the time, the, you know, I've had guys just be like, complete, like, well, I, well, I thought I needed, and I'm like, well, you, no, you, you know, you here's what you need. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about that? Oh, no. Well, yeah. And then they'll, they'll call you back and, and they'll, they'll tell you what they want to do. Yeah. And I'm not, I, to me, it's just about getting, it, it's about placing that person with the right gear that they've described to me that they're trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it, it, and, and, and I would tell you that, that rifle scopes is typically the one that, that really messes people up just in terms of. First focal plane, second focal well, well, plane. But they just, they, they, you know, they, they just don't know where they want to go. So you try to define, help them and be yep. like, hey. How far are you trying to shoot? Yeah, what you, everyone doesn't need you know, a twenty-five you, power scope. Yeah, what what do you? I mean, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And when you weed through all of that, you finally figure out. Well, that guy was, you know, he's been shooting deer at a hundred yards for his entire life, and all he wants to do is shoot, you know, like three to five hundred at paper targets, and and, yeah. and so you find out where a guy wants to be, and so you help him down that path. Mm-hmm. 
and and there's you know there's a lot of different ways to get to those places and and I would just think that we try to do that really efficiently and and with good quality gear. Mm-hmm. You're a good guy, Cody. Like I, I always like I always say, I, I can't say enough. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your help and just your willingness to pick up the phone when people call you and help people out. Give me a call. I mean, that's that's what I'm here to do. It's, I mean, well, no, what you're here. I mean, to- look, he, he, here's the truth. If I wasn't getting paid for it people still call me anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's the level I, of passion. you I, have. I don't, I mean, I, I, I'll do anything to help somebody, you know, get out in the, in the woods and, and, and glass and, and enjoy themselves. Yep. And then so, while you're here though, this has been really fun, but now we have to go do real work, Cody. You're here for a couple of days. I know. I'm, shooting content. As I'm office. putting you to work. Finally, we got a bunch more optics I, I, videos coming up. I might up. be a little rusty. We haven't, we haven't, I mean, COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. We had, we kind of uh, getting a little, yeah. might have to get the one shot Cody back. I, oh, we, I, I one shot Cody's definitely it, it, here. It, he's, he's here. We'll see. Yeah. There's gonna be zero editing in this podcast. You nailed it. <laughs> And, and so, yeah, so to stay tuned, we're going to do a bunch more optics videos with Cody here on our YouTube channel. And then also we're going to have Cody put some more pen to paper here coming up too. we got some cool article ideas we're yeah. working on. We have a big project. We're not going to leak it. You know what the project is. We're not going to leak this project, but we've been working on something for a very, very long time. Yep. And I think we're about ready to release it. That'll definitely be a game changer when it comes to it's, helping it, you it, out it, pick a certain gear. Yeah, it's just it, educational and, and helps you decipher what you need and what's going to work yeah. best for you. It's so. basically our little baby brainchild that you and I have been talking about for so long. Yep. And we're going to get this thing done here and yep. it's going to be, and it's going to be absolutely the, amazing. Yeah. With the new website and every, it'll, it's it, finally, it's, we finally have a good home place for yep, it. A hundred percent. We just got to put more uh, little ideas down and shore it up. But it's like I said, it's something you want to keep, keep your eye out for. So I absolutely. definitely wanted to tease that because like I said, we've been working on that for a long time and it's, well, I think it's going to help people a lot. I think it's going to answer a lot of people's questions, you know, and I mean, we're still here for you, but it, it's just going to be able to kind of give people the, the, the definitions that they need to have. Yep. And then they can, they can apply those, those definitions to what works for them. Yeah. So I don't have a timeline of when that's going to happen, unfortunately, but you guys just stay tuned. We'll definitely make a lot of announcements about it and it's it, coming. It's coming. Like yeah. I, I, I am really like, like you said, I'm starting to get goosebumps talking about it because like, it's again, well, it's going to be one of those things that's just going to add some value and help people out. And it's, this is what we do on a daily basis. Just trying to, you isn't know, knowledge, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Knowledge is power. <laughs> power is more deer on the wall, more meat in the freezer. Yeah. We'll, uh, we will have some fun with it for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me. It's been a yeah, long no, time thank, coming. I, you know, I, I know we've tried to a couple times and, and just gotten sucked into into yep. meetings and fun stuff, but we'll, I'm this, yeah, this will not be our last. I can No, I want to make this more of a regular thing with you. Cause like I said, we all, we have, I had a big scratch paper here of chicken, sc- chicken scratch. I wrote yeah. down. We didn't even cover half of that stuff. I, I want to talk to you about maybe well, more there, podcasts I mean, God, on gridding, th- maybe more podcasts on spotters, yeah, bio strategies. Like there's certain things. subjects you could just like literally go, okay, we're just, we're going to hone in on that. Today. Even just the anatomy of binos and diving sure. into some of that stuff. Like, I want to know everything in your head, and I want the listeners yeah, to that, hear it all. Yeah, don't be a f- don't 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 ask for too much because <laughs> you never know. All right, Cody. Well, let's go get some. Well, thank you very going. much for having me, bud. Yep. And we'll uh, and, and I know this won't be the last. So it's we'll a pleasure, fun. Thank you. Thank you.